Hi, and welcome to the Joyous to Be podcast. I'm your host, Dasha, and I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, imagine the life where you feel excited as you wake up every morning, where you love what you do, and you feel inspired, and you love the people you're going to interact with, where you feel safe and confident and calm and peaceful and happy and joyous to just be and live and explore this beautiful life looking forward to miracles that you know are on their way to you, where you trust God and are ready to co-create your amazing life with the universe, leading your people to a better, high-quality, abundant life full of magic. This is where I'm going, and on this podcast, I share with you what I learned on my way there, how to fall in love with yourself and how to believe in your dreams, how to build beautiful relationships with people around you, how to set healthy boundaries and how to stay sane and learn to trust your gut, how to shift through fears and let things be easy, and many, many more things we need to master on our way to that beautiful life. So, are you coming with me? Hi guys, welcome to my podcast and I want you today to welcome my very first guest on my podcast and this is Petya Kolibova. Uh, she's transformation coach for women and she's such an inspiration for me and such an amazing kind-hearted woman. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being today with me, Petya. What an honor, Dasha. I just love it that, you know, like you took that courage. It's like, okay, I want to be doing guests. I want to do it now. And, and just like, go for it, dive in it. You know, I think that so very often we're just thinking about the things, but we don't take the courage and really go and do that because so many people are just afraid to take the step and just do something because we're afraid to be judged. We're afraid what other well, people will think. We're afraid that we will fail, right? But I feel like the biggest failure, it's just like going through the motion and not living the things that are true for us. Or just not trying. But you know, I probably, I, I just did it so many times I like ignored my you know like calling and I was just scared I've just I've been through this so many times that now I was just like excited to actually try to you know to act on my inspiration and I I actually didn't want a guest like I have my podcast just for me to be able to talk to be able to speak English because like I live in Russia and I I wanted some practice and it's just more comfortable for me to speak about the law of attraction and like mindfulness and self-love in English because I learn in English and um and then I just I was just talking to you um on Instagram and I was like it would be so cool to ask you like all these questions that I wanted to ask you and I asked you on Instagram and I was like it would be really cool to like interview you for my podcast so like you are my guest when I didn't even like I thought it was be it was it was going to be like a solo podcast mm-hmm. and now you're my guest and I'm so excited <laughs> okay if I'm gonna be too excited I will break the internet again <laughs> I have to stop 
You won, please, and be excited, you know, because I remember my grandma, I love her to live. Um, she just passed last month, but she was always my best friend, and I love her so much. But she was always telling me, don't get too excited. When you're too excited, the things won't work out. You know, like they have this saying in America, like waiting for the other shoe to drop, to drop. Mm-hmm. like when something bad will happen. And I and, and I lived by that for almost three decades. And oh, yeah. Yeah. expect something bad to happen well then it will right that's true so for me I just and and I love how you said like oh wouldn't it be nice wouldn't it be nice if I can ask her all these questions that I have wouldn't it be nice to talk to her wouldn't it be nice to do it like an interview versus just the solo and that's what I did in my life and that's how I attracted the business the clients the love of my life just got married, right? So congratulations. I was going to get back to it a little bit later, but Petya got married like what next luck luck luck. Sorry. <laughs> last week. <laughs> last weekend. Ago, yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. This is like such an how how does it feel to be a wife now? Uh, it's funny because like my, my husband, he's very like loving and generous and detail oriented. And I feel like now it's even more, you know, it's like, oh, my wifey, you know, so (laughs) I feel like we're both enjoying it because, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, the first year that we were together, I have an amazing friend who is a photographer and I gifted him a session on a beautiful, like leg here in Las Vegas and she was taking pictures of him but I was there and she was like hey guys do you want a couple pictures together I'm like sure so we like kiss and hug and she was making pictures and she was like guys enjoy this while it lasts Oh my God, those people. And it's interesting because we look at our back. He was just my boyfriend, right? We just look at each other. We are like, no, this is not temporary. We are planning to be like this for the rest of our lives. Like I look at the parents of my husband and they still like, you know, hold hands and hug and kiss each other. They're together over 30 years. So I'm like, that's what I'm expecting. So in life, really, you you get what you expect. Yeah, that's true. People are bad. You will find the evidence for it. If you believe that there are good people who want to support you, that's what you will get. Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice to know that. And and you, you start believing in this more when you have some experience like this. But uh, I remember when I just started working on like shifting limiting beliefs, I, I knew that like what I expect is going to happen, but then like there are some beliefs that are like, but this is going to happen even like, even if I change my mind or something like that. (laughs) So, yeah. One and and I and I hear you, you know, like when we're at the beginning of our journey, you get to also remember that there is like this um things that are coming up still from the past, right? It's not like I will change my belief right now. You still have a momentum they show from up. the past. Yeah. It's from, but it's just a momentum from the past. Remember that. So the better you feel, the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets. So you know, it's, and, and I started to believe that 
everything that it's in the highest good of all it's happening because sometimes there are things that we won't understand ever but we also don't know the agreements that people come in with right like the soul agreements if we want to get a little bit more like spiritual sometimes right? you just want to you know have all the maps beforehand and just like god you know, give me like all these contracts <laughs> no you know no. how boring it would be just think i can imagine it yeah, this so is boring. This is what I was talking about. Like when I recorded my first course in Russian, uh, I was talking about how to surrender and trust the universe because I was learning and I'm still learning, I guess. But yeah, and I was explaining this that like uh, what how Abraham Hicks explains it uh, when they say that like if you had the map with point A and point B, which is changing constantly, by the way, this is why like you can't have it because you add more desires to it and like it changes all the time. But you are being human beings, you would just um, take the shorter <laughs> trip from point A to point B instead of just enjoying the ride. Yeah, that's interesting, you know, because I I feel like we like being surprised, but the thing is that we want just the positive surprises. Yeah. <laughs> like good surprises, not all the surprises. Just good surprises. But you know, because you're also like, I saw Esther in person. I was on her workshop. Oh, this is so cool. How is her energy? It was amazing. I was how, feeling like, I was like floating in the water. How, is her, how was her energy when she wasn't channeling Abraham? Because I noticed that like when she's channeling, she's this like calm and like her voice is lower. And when she's like by herself, she's so excited and she's like so alive. Yeah, I feel like she's like a little fun lady, you yeah. know, when, when she's not like channeling. <laughs> this is so cool. When was it? That was a couple years ago before, you know, anything happened in uh -huh. the world. So that was in San Diego where my husband used to live. And then we were both at her party. She was not there, but her crew and her video cameraman and like the people, they were there. It was amazing. It was like people who speak your language, people oh, who like... Yes. This is know, how I feel now talking to you. Oh, <laughs> and it's amazing because like by you putting out this desire, you're attracting more and more people into you who are like you. That's what I noticed in my business. When I started my business, I was just trying to do things that I'm good at mm -hmm. instead of doing the things that light me up. Mm -hmm. And then when I became unapologetic about what do I want to do? What do I don't want to do? What do I, who do I want to be? It became so easy. Like the clients who come to me, it's, I'm, I feel like they're coming from bushes, you know, I'm like, <laughs> how did you happen? You know, like I get an email or I get a, like, um, like a DM or Facebook message, like, oh, I heard you on a podcast or I saw you on a show and like, I want to talk to you. I want to work with you. And before it seems like I was chasing people. And now I am just like allowing my yeah. people to come in. So it's, it's this receiving and allowing versus pushing and trying to mm -hmm. make things happen. And your podcast is called Unapologetically Abundant. I, I was uh, looking for, like, before I talked to you th this last, like, 
first time after like uh, what uh, six months break i was trying to uh, look for your podcast because i like i i'm subscribed to it and i was uh, like i listened to your podcast but i just didn't remember the name of it for some reason and i just remembered unapologetically like unapologetically something what unapologetically myself unapologetically like what what was the second word <laughs> no. yeah it's funny because my when i started my podcast three and a half years ago, it was called Be Strong-Minded. Mm-hmm. Strong-Minded. Yes, it was coming like the mind, body, spirit. Be was the being, it was the spiritual. Oh. Be strong was the body, the physicality. And then the mind, it was the mindset and mindfulness. But then I realized, and I changed the name a couple of years ago into Unapologetically Abundant because I realized when I became unapologetically me, with my accent, with my flaws, with my screwy grammar that like, it doesn't make sense sometimes. It's so inspiring for me. And I'm gonna, I want to talk, talk about it, but yeah. uh, I'll let you finish. But that's the time when I became really abundant. When I became unapologetically me, that's when the clients, they came to me. That's when I connected with the love of my life because I was being me. I wasn't pretending. I wasn't trying to have a perfect grammar and perfect accent and like doing all the things that other people are doing. I was doing things that I liked, you know, Mm -hmm. and my people like it too. This is so cool. Like when you understand it and when you just let yourself be you, uh, you just, you can't live any other way. And then like your, um, like, you know, your bar gets higher and then you, you feel it when you try to be fake, like, because of some, you know, I still have, I, like when I got married, uh, in December, 2020, um, I realized that I can be myself authentically, but not with my husband's parents because like, I still try to be this nice girl. So they would like me. And I realized that, uh, at some point I even stopped liking, enjoying our time together because I was just not myself. And then I was like, what am I doing? I'm teaching people to be authentic and I'm not. And when I just you know, stopped laughing at jokes that are not funny. And then when I began like speaking my mind, um, especially like there's still pressure, they're waiting for the, for grandchildren (laughs) and they asking me constantly about this. And when I had the gut to say that I'm not like, I'm not planning it like in the near future, I just felt so good. It was like, Oh, I'm finally free. Oh my God. (laughs) Now, like they have an opportunity to like to think, uh, like to have their opinion, to form their opinion about me, but like it, it, it doesn't have to affect me at all. And I felt just so free. Oh my God. It's just. It is really freeing, you know, and, and it's interesting because we are so afraid of not disappointing others. Yeah. So they don't abandon us, right? But when you're doing that, when you're not being true to yourself, you abandon yourself. yourself. And that's the worst, because the thing is, when you think about it, we teach other people how to treat us the way we treat ourselves. Yes. Oh my God. You're just reading my mind. This was like the last video. (laughs) I know (laughs) this was like the last video I recorded that I was saying exactly that. Like Mm -hmm. you teach by your own example. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do this with the money mindset now because like you're not trying you're doing it. You're not trying you're doing it. That's oh. different. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes, teacher. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about the about about the accent actually because um when we spoke on Instagram, uh I asked you how like how did you like break through this uh you know perfectionism and you said that you know you just need to speak to the right people and you like this part of you was so inspiring to me because i was like i i speak english but i still make some mistakes and i sometimes like forget that difference between she and he <laughs> obviously when i edit my videos i noticed that and um and when i when i began listening to your podcast like more often i stopped worrying about my english that much and um i also asked you about the like you said that you were like blogging or were you coaching on your native language and also like which is czech and in spanish and it didn't work out why didn't it work out it's it's interesting but like you said at the beginning like i learn in english yeah i learn in english like i still speak spanish i'm fluent you know i still speak czech i'm fluent i was born there but i don't connect to that culture anymore you know i don't connect with the czech culture and when we go there i visit but United States is my home and English is how i read all the books and have my mentors yeah. and So, you know, it's it's interesting. So, I connected with one friend here on a, you know, we did Kundalini yoga. Mm -hmm. She's also Czech. I found her first on Instagram, then by coincidence, we did same yoga class 40 minutes away <laughs> from her house. So, I don't even know what she was doing in my part of town. But we connected and she became my client. And the funny thing is that it's We speak together. We are both Czech, but we speak together in English. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even so you don't I, switch to Czech? No, there is sometimes like here and there we say like word or things, uh -huh. but we both realize that there are many things we cannot explain in Czech because... I don't, how would you, I don't even know how would you translate podcast into Czech or Russian? Really? How, in in Russian, it's just what? podcast. <laughs> it's you just an English I mean, word. But there is no translation. No, no. You see what I mean? So yeah. it's like many words and even like as a coaching and spirituality, love of attraction, it's like explaining for me something in Czech, it's so challenging. My mom, she told me like, can you do a guided meditation for me? For me, it's really challenging. I don't know how to describe the things in Czech anymore. Mm -hmm. you know? Because I am doing it every single day here in, in English. Mm -hmm. But didn't you feel like, didn't have this feeling that um, like you have so much to teach people like in Czech Republic, but, and like, not ready. no, not ready. I feel, and that's my feeling. I'm out of Czech Republic for, oh my goodness, 16 years now. I moved to London, oh, wow. then I moved to Spain, then I moved to United States. But I feel like the people are opening there, but they're not ready and it doesn't light me up. That's, that's the, the thing. 
It doesn't light me up. So there will be people who will be over, like over excited and over enjoyed to be doing these things yes. in or check, but not me. So I would be forcing myself into feeling I'm responsible to teach them, but it doesn't light me up. So if I'm forcing myself I'm doing this service because when I'm lit up, everything comes to me so easily. When you're lit up doing things you're doing, you're magnetic. And yes. that's responsibility. Yeah, this is, I understand that because I, for a long time, for like three years, I like, I made it my mission to bring this knowledge into Russia. And uh, I thought that I, I, I still think that it's like my limiting belief that Russians are not ready. Because I have my sister, she's 12 years younger than me, she's 18. And uh, like I teach her, she is ready, she's my target audience. And like everything I learn, I teach her and I see her change. And then I like um, come visit her stream because she's, she's streaming on Twitch. And she is telling this to her audience. And her audience is like also like 18 to 20 years old. And they understand her and they say, wow, you should be like a psychologist because coaching is not really a thing in Russia yet so they say you should be like a psychologist and they get her but when I try to explain it like to the masses I don't see response at all and so like for a long time I was thinking that this is my mission but then I realized that it just doesn't light me up I I can't do it I'm making myself do it and then I like have a migraine for four days because I'm making myself and then but I still have like till this day still have this feeling that like I'm I'm kind of betraying because I have people who would love to learn from me but they're like you know two or three people and it's just it's still draining when I explain it in Russian because I feel like in like in English when I talk about this I'm like a few levels higher already and it's not interesting for me to get back and like explain the basics mm. And so, yeah. I feel like you really get to check in with yourself. You know, like you said, if your body's talking to you and you're tired and you're getting yeah. migraine, something isn't right. You know, and, and like when you say like 18 year old are my target audience. Great. You can teach your sister and she can teach others. Yeah. Consultant. Yeah. It's not like I wouldn't speak to other people like in check, like my mom, you know, I, I coach her. <laughs> um, and like help her and buy her books and things like that it, it it doesn't light me up but it's family right or my friend has a daughter who is 18 and you know I'm explaining her some things because I can see clearly you know the negativity and depression and overthinking mm -hmm. and analyzing you know so I'm like I resonate with that so much but I cannot build my career on something that I would feel like I have to. Yeah, like you're obligated to explain you know, things. Yeah. It, it, the thing is that it's meant to be easy and it's meant to be effortless, you know, and it's not your responsibility to save the world. It's your responsibility to feel your best and your highest, like raise your vibration and by your being. Listen, if there's somebody that comes to you and they're like, I absolutely love your mindset. I love your energy. I would love to work with you. Well, then make it happen one-on-one, right? Because yeah. that person lights you up. That person, it's 
open-minded but not because you feel like you came here like save the masses yeah i wonder where this you know sense of mission comes from i think i think i know because like we uh look for our purpose all our life and like we expect it to be something so big and then it ends up like I and and ended up doing this, making this so big that is just heavy for me. <laughs> and yeah, we lead by example. And like when when I um, treat myself uh, bad, like while doing this, and when I'm not lit up, and like yeah, this is just not a good example <laughs> to give to people. <laughs> That's no, true. It's it's a great example because everybody needs to hear it so they can check in with themselves if they're doing things that don't align with them anymore. If they're mm -hmm. feeling headache, if they're feeling tired, if they're feeling they should. And like you said, so often we are looking for our purpose in life and we think it has to be something so huge. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that what I realized on my journey, it's your purpose is to be you. Yeah, I didn't get that like uh, a year ago, I think, because uh, all my life I've been looking for this like huge purpose. And, you know, I still know a lot of people, uh, at least in Russia, who are like they have this vision that this purpose should be something like uh, so huge and totally different from what you're doing now. So they're like answering questions and they're looking like for something and they go to like an astrologer or numerologist astrologist not astrologer doesn't matter <laughs> and and they ask um like what should i do and this is what i'm actually talking about like when i uh, i was talking to my sister about this today and i said i see russians um like for the most part as people who are still looking for like a uh, quick fix it's easier for them to go to an astrologist and ask uh, them like what should I do and they would say like at the age of 30 you will become rich or like in the, at the age of like 15 you will do this and that and then they just sit there and wait and of course I'm not talking about everybody but this is just how I feel and when I feel like that I can't teach people <laughs> how to you know change their life <laughs> You you can, but what happens is that you get to first understand yourself and what lights you up and what is your way of being, right? When you know mm -hmm. what is your way of being and what lights you up, you will do it regardless. Like when I started my podcast, nobody was listening. When I started my videos, nobody was watching. You know what I mean? Now my podcast, and I checked it a few months ago. I don't even know recently, had over 100,000 downloads. I saw that story that you posted. I was like, wow, this is huge. I still it check is. like every day. <laughs> And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's like why you're checking. Like, is it, does it really matter? Or are you checking for feedback, how you can like serve people better to see like what they're listening more? You know, it, it's, it's not what we do, but why we do that. That's, I don't know. I just check because I'm interested. But like, even if I had one person listening or maybe zero people listening, I would still do it. And this is the question I kept asking myself like for the past three years when I, I, felt like I, I wanted to make a decision whether to make content just in English or just in Russian. It was like a big deal for me. And um, then I heard it, like, I think it's from Abraham, maybe also, they said that you need to make a decision and just live with it and like feel the energy. And so first I decided that like, I'm going to do it just in Russian 
will I just quit doing everything in English? No, I will just do it because like just for me. And if I do it just in English, then like, will I be doing it in Russian? Uh, like if I'm asked, this was this energy of like, I have to versus in English. In English, it was like, I just want to and I still do it. And like, this is why I just check because I'm curious, like how many people listen because because every time I upload a new episode, I'm so excited because I think that this is gold. Everybody should know that. <laughs> so I'm just curious. Yeah. And also it's, it's, it's searchable back, right? Like I still have people who are listening to the podcast, like that were released months or years ago. So yeah. it's a waste. So this is a good thing about podcasts, mm-hmm. but this is how I do it. Like, um, when I just started listening to podcasts, um, I was a huge fan of Viola Hogg, uh, and I was, um, just binge listening to all her like everything i just started from the very beginning of a podcast but now like and it's overwhelming and there are a lot of information that you just don't get because you're not at at the level of your teacher and um now i just like i'm subscribed to a bunch of podcasts and i just like search some phrases that are necessary like important for me in the search box and it just searches all the podcasts that i follow and this is why, yeah, I sometimes uh, just find episodes that were recorded like two years ago and like I find value in them. I, this is why I love podcasts. Me too, because you, you never know who needs to hear it. I remember when I heard, you know, four years ago, the podcast from Lori Harder and I was just listening to her introduction podcast and she was talking there about, you know, her family and her like, like, um, uh, her like body dysmorphia and how she hated herself and now I see her she's a millionaire and she has a loving beautiful marriage and she's hosting like um events life events for women I'm like Mm -hmm. wow she could do this I could do that so it really inspired me that was her first episode that was like years and years Mm -hmm. old so you never know what you put out there that will be delivered to the perfect person at the perfect time. But this is what I, this is why I love listening to personal stories. And you are a transformation coach. And this is like, I wrote down a question for you. Like, what were the major transformations that, that you had to go through that led you to where you are right now? Like comparing to where you've been when you were in, what was it, marketing business? Yes, yes. So So it's interesting, you know, because I feel that everything, it's part of everything. So even the things that I did in my first business, social media marketing agency, it Mm -hmm. helped me to be where I am today because I still help my clients with their social media presence. So they attract their sponsors and clients and their tribe, right? So it's, it's, I did transform, but I still kept pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like nothing is ever wasted in our lives. Yeah, that's true. And um, I was like, since I, uh, a few 
podcast episodes ago realized that like I was doing these exercises that I heard uh, about from like different podcasts about how to find your niche, how to find your soup, your cocktail, like people um, call it differently. And I realized that I want to talk about relationship. I like, this is what I do best because before that it was just the law of attraction. It was about everything, relationship, money, like everything I learned, I was just sharing. And then when I began doing those exercises, I realized that like, this is what I do with people around me. I manifested love and like my point A was very low. Like I learned a lot of like terrible, shitty, limiting beliefs uh, about mm, like relationship and how to build relationship from my family. And like, it was just, um, you know, every other relationship was just a disaster after a disaster. And then I uh, managed to just, you know, come out of it and, and heal and shift and manifest my husband and now I want to teach people like about that and because of that I wanted to ask you also um who were you before like before you met your husband and what you know um how do I say um the thing is that when we want to manifest love um and when we hear phrases like quotes like you need to become the person that you want to attract. We're like, no, but it sounds like too much work. What does it have to do with me? I just want to be loved. Like, why is it so difficult? And then you realize that like, it's true and you kind of need to go through that transformation. And so I was wondering who were you before and how did you have to change or maybe not have to, how did you change to manifest your husband Mm, I love that question because the thing it's really about who are you being, not what are you doing. I was doing all the right things mm-hmm. on a paper and it didn't lead to right results because I wasn't being true to who I really am. So who do I have to become was a person who knows her boundaries, who knows her values, who knows her non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And I just knew I said this or something better and I was journaling about it and I was journaling in a sense like I already have it I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm in loving loyal relationship because all of my exes cheated on me in the past so I'm Mm -hmm. like okay no more cheating I want a loyal faithful man who loves family who is healthy who loves adventuring and traveling and it's just like I decided that I will rather be alone than being in another relationship because I lost myself always. It's not about the man, but I lost myself because I was thinking I have to be serving. I have to be loving. I have to be pleasing. Treat others the way you, the way you want them to treat you was that quote that just, yeah, it just screws you up. But it doesn't work because I was not doing it out of love. Be, but because expected fear no mm-hmm. i was doing it out of fear i didn't want oh. to be alone i didn't want them to leave me so i was giving from place of fear which creates resentment which creates fraction and it doesn't work and now when i do things it's because i choose to mm-hmm. it feels good and of course sometimes there are things that don't feel good but there are the right things to do like do the dishes even when it's my husband's turns because his love language is you know like uh, acts of service so mm-hmm. I know he really appreciates when I do these things even when it's his turn so <laughs> it's just like you have to know yourself that's a non-negotiable knowing yourself knowing what you stand for knowing what are your desires and non-negotiables I wanted to get married I wanted to have kids you know 
I am 37 now, you know? So it's like when I was going through the life, I was like, oh, I don't know, like if I want to have a kid and if I will have them, I want to have them with a partner who is like reliable and will support me. And so I got everything I ever dreamed of and so much more, you know, because I declare that I'm not going to settle. I For declare less. my desires. And you know, it's, there was a time that I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm asking too much, you know? And that day, um, when I was driving, I, you know, passed on a red light and I was looking at my phone and I saw back then, now I have a do not disturb on 24 seven, nobody can get to me. But back then I had notification on and I saw one coach that I follow here in Las Vegas posted on Facebook. So I just swiped to see it. And she said, don't ever settle. If mm -hmm. I would have settled, I wouldn't meet my husband and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that was like the, the universe sending me message. That's so, so I, cool. Two weeks later, I met my husband. This is so, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. It's Thank just you. so amazing. Do you think, like we, you said that uh, at some point you realized that like um, you are ready to be like without a relationship if you don't meet uh, somebody who is just like exactly what you want. Do you think it is important to go through this phase to manifest love? Because it's, it was like, it was my experience too. And uh, my mom was pushing me I, when I was 26. She was like, you are not doing anything to look for a husband. Like you need to go somewhere and you just sit in front of your PC because it was working from home. And I manifested my husband on the internet just by sitting home you know and um but then it was time for me it was like a big decision a big step in my life uh to accept it and to admit it to everyone including myself and it was even scarier to you know to say to my mom than to myself that maybe i'm not looking for a relationship and maybe like if i don't find what i want then i'm fine to be without relationship for the rest of my life i was at that level of self-love uh, that I was ready to accept the fact that I don't want people to treat me badly and if I like if I don't know how to build good relationship uh, and like I will learn but maybe I will never find anybody and I'm fine with that and this is when I met my husband when I just it's, released all the resistance it's the detachment you know I with or without and I'm fine so it's like surrendering to the universe surrendering to the divine like you know what's better for me right so it's like the surrender because when we're pushing and pursuing and and just like going for it it it's it's not going to be attracting things that are true to you because mm -hmm. because so you're like, like in this chasing energy yep and when we chase we push away yeah it's when you surrender and it's 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 not saying i don't want it i wanted relationship mm -hmm. trust me i wanted relationship but i didn't need it that's mm -hmm. the difference i want it and i was and, and i just love how you were saying it at the beginning wouldn't it be nice so that's energy i was in wouldn't it be nice to go to a nice restaurant with you know, my partner, wouldn't it be nice to go shopping together so I don't have to do it all alone? Wouldn't it be nice to go hiking together? So it would be like this dream state and that mm 
the energy of that feels in your body different than like, oh, this sucks. I hate being alone and I hate this and why nobody likes me and I don't like doing groceries alone and I'm so lonely. And, you know, it's, it's like this desperate energy and neediness. And if you like it or not, people feel your energy. Yeah, it's that's true. Than anything you do or anything you will say, you detach from, oh, I, I need someone. You're like, oh, yeah, if I find someone and it's nice, okay. But if it's not, I, I wouldn't settle because we saw it on our parents and grandparents. Yeah. What does it look like when we settle and it's too much pain? Mm-hmm. Did you have to set your boundaries like uh, with the men that were just lower than your standards? Did it happen often when you just learn how to love yourself and how to set your standards high? You know, it's interesting because in the moment that I declare that I am not going to settle for anything less than, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember attracting men less than. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, like you're on a higher vibration. And even if they're like surrounding me like wolves, I wouldn't be able to. You just didn't notice, yeah. I I really didn't notice at all. So it's interesting, but I feel like once you raise your vibration, once you are feeling better and different, Mm It's just only the people who can match the energy will come. Like my husband, he's a coach too. He's a podcaster too. He hosts retreats too. So we understand each other. I cannot imagine to be with someone who is in nine to five. It's like regular job. It's not because they're less than me, but I don't resonate with that energy. I need somebody who can be at home with our kids or we want to travel or we want to go for a month to Europe. We go. Mm-hmm. How do you maintain that level of, you know, detachment when you manifest like something in your business or like money, for example? Mm-hmm. Because this is like the question I still like, I sometimes just, you know, it feels like I catch a vibe, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, I get it. And then the next moment I just, I don't, I don't get it because, you know, it's easier to say that if I don't find a relationship that I want, I'm fine without it. You can't really say if I don't find money for the rest of my life, I'm going to be fine without it. You would be. Just think about it. Up until this moment, you were always taken care of. Yeah, I was. You're not homeless. You have your computer, you have your mic, you have your headset, you have your phone, you know, and how many other beautiful things you have. So think about it. Even if you say like, if I don't have money, I know I will be always taken care of because we sometimes think that money has to come through us and it does Mm -hmm. Can come through family. It can come through loved ones. It can come as a gift. Like we are so attached to how it's normally coming through normal job or through coaching or whatever it is. But that's really just the channel. It's not the source of the money. The source is divine. The abundance, it's everywhere. Everywhere. Abundance of air, abundance of your heartbeat, abundance of like freedom. Like, listen, girl, the times that we live in, we're not living in a world like our grandparents. Oh, yeah. You see, so sometimes we're watching movies and even we're watching movie and it was like, piece of it was like in South Africa. I'm like, oh my God, I'm Mm -hmm. so 
thankful we are living where we are living because it's challenging still nowadays, right? In some parts of the world. So you just got to realize you're always taking care of and then ask yourself the way I'm treating money. Would I like to be treated? Because I realized through my life and my business, and I'm still working on it, Dasha, when I was in corporate, my dream was making like $5,000. Then my dream was making 10, then 15, then 20. You know what I mean? Like it always keep rising. Yeah. But the thing is that I realize it's that the more I push and I try to think about like how and strategy. For me, that doesn't work because it doesn't light me up. I don't want to be doing freaking spreadsheets and like plan ahead. I have a people for it now in my business. But when I started, it was all on me Mm -hmm. and it was overwhelming. So I told my husband, the more fun I have, the more I relax, the more money I make. It works for me. I don't know how or why, but it works for me. And I tried it. I like the first two weeks of May, I was freaking out because our wedding was planned to be double the budget that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, we are because we are working with fertility doctor because after the summer we want to start working on a baby. So mm-hmm. I wanted our bodies to be super clean and healthy. It's tens of thousands of dollars that we're investing in our growth, in our mentors. And mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that we can, but I'm like, Like all these extra, where are we going to get it? And I freaked out because we are talking about tens of thousands of dollars. It's Mm -hmm. not like I need a couple hundred more. So the first two weeks in May, I freaked out and I'm like, how are we going to do it? And what are we going to do? And I was like in my head and everything freezed. No income. Well, I I had like income coming in, but no new income, no Uh new clients. I'm like, but I need the extra. Where is my stuff? And I was freaking out. And then I told my husband the second week of May, I'm like, honey, this doesn't work for me. I cannot be freaking out. I cannot be stressing and I cannot be planning and strategizing. I got to relax. So I'm going to be tanning for the rest of the day in the backyard. And he was like, okay. And then the next week I made like almost five figures. Mm hmm. So the thing is, I know what works for me. I got to do what lights me up. For some people, my mentor, she's doing between $100,000 and $600,000 a month. Mm -hmm. A month. That's something that I'm aiming to do (laughs) one day. She's doing it a month, but she's analytical. She's analytical. She loves strategies. That's what lights her up. That's what turns her on. That's how she makes her money. Mm -hmm. I do my money when I'm being myself. I do my money when I am just inspiring other women to what's possible for for them. I transform their lives. I set them for success and possibilities. I teach them what worked for me on my journey. So when you say you get out of your head, you literally mean it. Like you don't think, you try to like be in no, the meditative no, state. No, it's not meditative state. It's like, I don't overthink. I don't overanalyze. I trust. Mm-hmm. I look for the evidence. I look for the evidence. Like when were the times that I was freaking out and it worked out? When were the times that I unexpectedly got money? When were the times that I got client out of the blue? And it's so fascinating. It's like 
I cannot plan these things. Like, for mm-hmm. example, like my latest client, she heard me on a podcast that was recorded last year and mm-hmm. she completely resonated with what I heard. She sent me an email, schedule call and hired me right away on that call. My other client, she interviewed me on her podcast and she was like, Petya, oh my God, I want to live like you live. I'm gonna, and she's a therapist. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't want to be more unapologetic. I am undercharging my clients. I want to be more like you. I'm like, okay. And she hired me. Like, how can I plan for these? Yeah. Did you ever have a client or who just didn't want, like, I, I, it was me, um, like a few years ago, I was thinking that I just don't want to do anything for money. I just want money to come. Did you have clients who just didn't like, didn't see themselves working in some area? They just wanted to be abundant or it's um, always, it just like, always leads to some, you know, activity like coaching or I don't know, some spiritual work, life work. No, really it doesn't. It doesn't have to lead to work. The thing is that For me, so right now, Dasha, I'm working like two, three days a week. That's my maximum. Mm -hmm. I do have five-figure months Mm -hmm. with ease. What we are doing right now, it's similar to what I'm doing on my coaching, but it's more like intimate, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm just being myself and I'm being abundantly paid to be me. I don't consider it hard work or work, right? But you get to realize that the abundance can come to you. I don't, like I was telling my husband, how can I work even less and make even more money? And more impact. Like, that's what I'm here for. Like, yeah. you know, human design, it's in my chart. I am here to find a shortcut and teach it to others. My oh, dharma. Oh, this is so cool. My dharma, it's a teacher. So, teaching lights me up. I love doing it. I don't care if I do it through podcast, if I do it through coaching, retreat, or just speaking to someone over the coffee, you know? So, I had a client that I met in a birthday party. And she, we went for a lunch because she was from Europe too. She was from, I believe, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And she moved here to United States just recently. And we went for a lunch because I just love people from our part of the world, right? So I'm <laughs> We went for a lunch and she wasn't in a position to hire me as her one-on-one coach as of yet because she moved here recently. But she invested in a retreat that I'm hosting in June. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's meant to be easy. It doesn't have to be through the work. You just get to believe that you're always taken care of and it can come from expected and unexpected sources. I just love your energy and how you, how you talk about this. Would you say that building relationship with your husband is work, like it's hard work? You remember when, when people used to say, and like my mom used to say that a lot, that relationship is hard work. I don't believe anything is hard work, really. I believe that, you know, it's, I was reading a book a um, couple of years ago and it says the relationships that work are the ones that we work on. We work on our relationship consciously and intentionally. So we don't work hard, but mm-hmm. we put in the work. It's like we are intentional. When we started dating with my now husband, we did weekly dates. It was mm-hmm. like a weekly review of our relationship. What worked, what didn't work, what did we love, and what made us want to back off. Listen, you got to be really honest with your partner because, listen, there were times that I was telling myself at the beginning of our relationship, 
wouldn't I be better by myself? Like, you know, when he was dealing with his business partner, when he was switching businesses and there was no income, you know, I'm like, this is challenging. Wouldn't it be better by myself? And so you just check in with yourself. But we talk about these things. There was a clear communication. And now we don't do that weekly dates. We So we don't do weekly review, but we do weekly dates. Like every Friday afternoon, turn off all the technology and we are present to each other. We go to new restaurants or park or float tank. We do something together. And so we are intentional about making our relationship the best, Mm -hmm. but it's not hard work. It's not like if you work on your relationship from the beginning, then there is this flow of communication and we, um, you know, the five love languages. Yeah. I didn't read it. I just uh, heard like the, the short version of it. No, that's, that's plenty. That's good enough. So what do we do? A couple months ago with my husband, we took the test together. You know, you mm-hmm. can do it just online on the website for the couple. Mm-hmm. We took the test and then we realized whether our top priority, the love languages, the top or three, the top ones, we wrote them down and then we asked the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, my love language, my primary love language is touch. So I told him, I love when we are in a public and you hug me. I love when you play with my hair. I love when you give me feed massage. I love when you wash my back in the shower. Right. So that's what I love. My second primary language, it's quality time. I love when we go for a walk with our dog. I love when we do picnic in the park. I love when you don't look at your phone and we watch movies together. Mm-hmm. We know these and I have mine in my bathroom. He has has that has my things in his bathroom. So we see that every day. We mm-hmm. care. It's not hard work, but we care. It's just talking. A lot of talking. I realized that uh, because um, at first we dated, it was a long distance thing with my we husband. Did. We yeah. Did. And it's, it's such a good opportunity to learn how to talk because back then I was just, I was still learning how to set my boundaries. And there were times often when I would just don't like something and I would just decide that, okay, he's not like that's not it it's just too much work I don't want to do it and then he would get back to me and he would just say you just could say that and explain things and this is how I learned to explain and you know to realize that you know no one um, can actually read your mind and you need to negotiate you need to talk about your feelings and you need to you know let people know how you feel and what you think and what you want so talking a lot of talking is what like it's crucial for the relationship i i truly believe that communication is everything you know communication it's really everything and it's it's not about like a lot of talking i think it's again it goes back into being intentional like intentional talking right because let's yeah you can sit for five hours and talk 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 yeah about the weather for example But when you're intentional, like we had like set of questions that we're asking each other every week to Mm -hmm. check in. So being really intentional and knowing what is important to you. Yeah, that's true. And I also love the part where 
uh, I now am responsible for my feelings because I remember like in my previous relationship, I was like guessing and he feels bad. Oh my God, what should I do? And now like it's our boundary. Like those are healthy boundaries. When I like, when I feel down, it's my job to work through it. And I can let him know that like you said that and I felt hurt, for example, but then I go and journal and like shift all the triggers and he's working on his emotions. And this is just such a relief where you don't need to, you know, jump because he's in a bad mood and like you're trying to make him feel better. Yeah, no, the same, like we give each other space. And I remember at the beginning of our relationship, it was like pissing me off when I was like mad or I was in a bad mood. And he was like, well, it's your responsibility to feel better, not mine, because you cannot drag me with you. And I'm like, oh, right. (laughs) Make me happy. (laughs) Yes. And it's interesting, but like he cares. He was like, honey, would you like to go to the park? Would you like shower? How can I support you? Mm -hmm. But he doesn't take the responsibility. If I'm in a bad mood, he doesn't take it personally. If he is going through his emotional waves because he's manifesting generator in human Mm -hmm. design, they go through emotional waves. It's normal. It has nothing to do with me. doesn't mean he loves me less. He cares less. Just going through his waves. So I let him go. I go watch a movie or I go for a walk. Like, you know, I'm here if you need me, but I'm not going to be here saving you. This is so cool. Who are you? You're a generator? Yes. Me too. <laughs> when I learned that, uh, well, actually... Uh, when I learned who, like, I don't know much about human design. My sister is a big fan. And like, she, honestly, she's the only person who can uh, talk to me about human design, uh, like in a way that doesn't piss me off. Because when I started learning about human design, I thought it's like, it's the same structure where um, you have this talent and you can achieve that. And like another person doesn't have that, like this talent and they can do it. And I was like, everybody can do everything they want. I strongly disagree. And then my sister was explaining how it works. And um, when I learned that generators are people who just can work nonstop when they're inspired, I was like, this is my problem. And I needed to learn how to stop working at some point because I just like, this is a constant Uh, process of me getting inspired and then working and then pushing through because I'm not inspired anymore but I need to finish and then like uh, an inspiration hit again during the process and I was just exhausted Hmm. and you know like it's you get to like do things that light you up yes but also create a space for you to rest and rejuvenate yeah doing things that are lighting you up but resting you too because you know in in this human body you get to rest and rejuvenate yeah that's true okay Petya I like I asked everything I wanted to ask and the last question is how can people work with you how can I work with you like in the future (laughs) because I really want I really want like you to coach me but I'm yeah I'm not at that level financially yet but I'm going there and you're going to be my coach at some point (laughs) 
<laughs> You're amazing. And I love that, you know, because declaring to the universe, this is my desire and it will happen like one way or other. Like I said, you don't have to make money for it. You can get a money, you know, somebody can help you sponsor, you can get a gift. You never know how it can come to you. So uh, I'm very selective of who I work with. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, I remember one girl, she messaged me on Instagram. She was like, oh my God, I absolutely love your energy. How can I work with you? I went to your website and there was no link I can click to work with you. I'm like, girl, I'm not clickable at this point. (laughs) You cannot click and work with me. I get to like you and I Mm -hmm. get to, because I'm so deeply devoted to my clients and they're- Yeah, you need to be excited. Exactly. Exactly. So for me, you can check out my website, you Mm -hmm. know, like the best place and I also have like a website where you can just um, check it out and if you want that I can send it to you later so like people can look at it yeah I will add it to the show notes but I have like work with me you know Mm -hmm. uh, that people can uh, it's just it's called attractyourabundance.com okay will you send it to me on on insta absolutely Absolutely. okay That's how you can see like different ways, how you can work with me there, one-on-one, my retreats, you know. And one thing that I think it's not on the website is um, I also do like intensive sessions, like 90 minutes intensive session for Mm. those who are not in a place yet Uh to, you know, do three months coaching with me. I have also 90 minutes intensive sessions that I can help you to build the foundation and just have you fly and that's only 777 you know mm-hmm. so it's, it's very easily affordable tell me a little bit about your retreats because it seems like you are very much into your retreats because you just have one after another <laughs> It's interesting because I really find out that being in person, it's just priceless. The energy that you can shift in a week or in a weekend, it's years of work that we can do there, really. So each of them, it's a little bit different. Do you plan them? What is it? Do you plan them? Like, do you have a program for them? Uh, Not really. (laughs) Not really. Just improvising. It's not improvising. I would say it's like, so for me, what I do is, and that's what I do also in my business, it's feminine flow and the Mm -hmm. strategy. So I marry those two. So when I host a retreat, it's when I get an inspired idea. I get downloads on what Mm -hmm. to do. And then I just, it, it just comes to me. It's not like my, my husband, he can sit in the f- uh, computer and just write everything down. He just, you know, like he can plan ahead for me. That doesn't light me up. I'm in a shower, I'm working out, I'm on a walk. And I'm like, and I get an idea, like I get like a word or sentence and then it just inspires me. So for example, the retreat that I'm hosting now in June, June 18, it's called Abundantly Aligned because mm-hmm. what I realized, it's really not about what do we do, but how aligned we really are. So this weekend, it's for women only, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's all about alignment. So I will have um, Kundalini, aesthetic dance. I will have sound bad healing, breath work, and like beautiful rituals like we will do cacao ceremonial cacao so it's amazing and beautiful and we have a private vegan chef in a house with pool so e- even if you just escape for a weekend yeah. to and you have everything taken care yeah. of ever happened there it's already worth it yeah it just but- sounds lovely 
these shifts are amazing. It's amazing. So, do they stay? Like, or do they last long? Or like, when the shift, people, it's life changing. Yeah, it's life changing because you can never go back. You can never go back. Like some of my clients, they attract that love. Some of them, like I had a client who had hadn't had a work for a year. She was mm-hmm. living with her savings. She hired me as her coach. Two weeks later, she went and bought the retreat that we did in Mexico in Tulum. And mm-hmm. when I asked, what is your intention for this retreat? She was like, I would just like to have a job because for a year I didn't have a job. Next month, you get a job. So these shifts are life-changing. You can never go back and be the same person. You can. You're surrounded with high vibe energy. I'm selective of who is coming. So it's amazing. I had a girl, one of my clients, she's from Hungary. She flew for my retreat to Las Vegas and Mexico. Oh, you had, you don't just have your retreats in Las Vegas. You sometimes go there, like go somewhere else. I did Bali. I did Mexico. Uh, we are planning Costa Rica and Bali this year still. So there's lots to come. <laughs> this is so cool. Thank you so much for your time. And you're just, you're just so lovely. And you guys, you should totally subscribe to Petia's podcast, Unapologetically Abundant, because she's sharing so much wisdom there and, and her beautiful energy. <laughs> and thank you so much, Petty. I love you so much. Thank you, Dasha. You're amazing. And please keep checking in with yourself. What lights you up? And like, really trust yourself and your truth, because that's what this world really needs. Like, yeah, you, you everything else will unfold. Just trust that. And thank I you will. for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. Have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something useful. If you did, please leave a review and rate my podcast. And I will see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.